Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And one great way to celebrate life is by sharing stories with our grandchildren, especially those that are both entertaining and educational. And that's where today's guest comes in. Yoon Ha Lee is the New York Times best-selling author of Dragon Pearl, which is a companion to the book we'll be discussing today, and the winner of a number of awards. Yoon has also published several books for adults, including a standalone fantasy entitled Phoenix Extravagant, as well as the Machineries of Empire Space Opera Trilogy, I love saying that, Nine Fox Gambit, Raven Stratagem, and Revenant Gun. Obviously, Yoon has quite an imagination, and she's here today to share all about her latest book entitled Tiger Honor. So welcome, Yoon. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Well, it's an honor for me to get to have you on. And before we get into Tiger Honor, I want to offer my congratulations on the success of your books because both your adult books and those aimed at the young adult middle grade audience have gotten rave reviews, so you must be thrilled with your success. I feel very lucky to be where I am. Yes, thank you. Well, as I mentioned in the introduction, you have quite an imagination. So tell us, as being an author and writing about following your imagination with all these great books been a lifelong dream for you? Yeah, actually, I started becoming, well, not becoming, I started wanting to become a writer in third grade because I had a teacher named Mr. McCracken, and once a week he would dress up as story man in what I now realize was probably a Superman outfit. And as story man, he taught us creative writing and that everybody has a story inside them. And because nobody tells uh, third graders about self-employment tax, I decided I am going to be a novelist when I grow up. And I started writing stories for my little sister, who was sort of a captive audience. Oh, Yoon, that's such a wonderful story. I, I, your teacher, you know, you hear about these, you know, these things that happen in people's lives, and what an amazing teacher you must have had. He was pretty incredible, yeah, yeah. Well, and in addition to having that influence, you know, kind of charge spark your your writing gene or whatever uh you also uh add a lot of um korean folklore to your stories as well as science fiction uh so did you learn about that growing up or tell us a little bit if you don't mind about your personal background and how maybe these folk tales fueled your imagination sure i was born in houston um i'm korean american But my parents are Korean, and they were homesick for Korea, so we actually sort of bounced back and forth between Texas and South Korea, which are, as you might imagine, two very, very different cultures. And when I was in Korea, I would connect with my grandparents and all my cousins, and I would hear folk stories about fox spirits who like to change shape and um, seduce and eat the livers of unwary travelers and tiger spirits who were always trying to eat Korean children. There's a lot of predation okay. in Korean folklore. And I think it's because past the past era was just more dangerous than it is now. Um, 
but I would hear these stories and it occurred to me that, you know, if fox spirits and tiger spirits and goblins were real and, and with us today, it's not like they would be stuck using medieval technology. They would have cell phones, they would have Facebook accounts or TikTok um, or whatever the hot new thing is. They would be watching TV and gossiping about their favorite shows. And I wanted to extrapolate <laughs> that further and take it into the future where there's starships and people live on different planets. And that's where my mythological creatures live too. Oh my gosh. And I knew you, I I had a great imagination, but I could just see you running with that. I I love that. So now that you mentioned that, uh, let's talk a little bit, or if you don't mind giving us an overview of the story in Tiger Honor and a little bit about your protagonist, Sabin. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Yep. Tiger Honor is a space opera uh, with influences from Korean mythology. The main character, Tedin, is a non-binary tiger spirit, and their dream, since they were small, was to serve in the space forces and someday become a starship captain, like their beloved Uncle Juan, who's been a role model to them all their lives. So the day that they get an invitation to be a space forces cadet should be the happiest day of their lives. Unfortunately, on the same day, the family receives a letter that says that Uncle Juan has been convicted of treason and that Uh. he is now a fugitive from the law. And Sebin not only has to navigate, you know, adjustment to serving in the military as a cadet, but figuring out what's really going on with Uncle Juan. Is he really the person they always thought he was, their beloved uncle, or is there something sinister going on? Oh, my gosh. I mean, that is some story. And I have to ask you, how do you come up with these ideas? You know, some people get them walking the dog or in the shower or something, but there's a lot of twists and turns in this story. And I wonder how, I mean, do they just hit you? Your inspiration just hits you one day, or how do you do this? I I mean, sometimes inspiration just hits me. My favorite place to get inspiration is while washing the dishes. And you would think my husband would approve. (laughs) but he wants me to use the dishwasher. And I'm like, no, the ideas don't come to me while the dishwasher is running. They only come to me when I'm doing the dishes by hand. He doesn't buy it. But, you know, I, I also feed my imagination by watching TV, by playing video games, by reading books, not just, not just fiction books, but nonfiction, because the world is so full of interesting things. And just keeping my mind open to all the different possibilities for stories. Wow, Yoon. Well, and also, since you've written for both adults and middle grade readers, what made you kind of want to focus this series? Because I, I know there's two of them out there already, but you know that are that are at the young adult audience. One of the things that I like about writing for younger readers is that it forces you to. Um, it forces a sort of clarity. So when I write for adults, I got into kind of a lazy, bad habit of writing, you know, really, really complex, sometimes obscure, very complicated plots. And some readers really enjoy that kind of thing. But when you write for a younger audience, everything has to be very clear. Everything has, you know, you have to be understandable without dumbing the story down. And that a challenge that I really enjoy because you can tell wonderful stories, deep stories, uh, stories with interesting characters, 
um, and still make them accessible to a wider audience than if you're writing in a very complex, obscure manner. Well, and I know, I mean, here, again, you draw heavily upon your, you know, your career Korean folklore history, but did you need to do like research at all to come up with some of the underlying themes, or was this pretty much just imagination driven? I had some background in the folklore from growing up with the stories, but actually, not only did I, um, I did, I hit the books. You know, I went to the library, I ordered books. But my mother, who is, you know, she's a grandmother. She, my daughter, do- I have a daughter who is now in high school. And she would help me out with research. You know, I would have questions. Hey, Korean geomancy, sort of Korean feng shui, how does that work? And she would do the research. She would help me with the research. So I'm very grateful to my mother for all her hard work. Oh, my gosh. And so this is really kind of a family affair to do this. That is so wonderful to hear. And I know I could talk to you for quite a while. We've only got another half a minute or so left. But what do you hope your readers take away from your books? I hope that they take away the idea that you should always hold on to your dreams and that if your dream is to be a starship captain or to be a writer or to be a figure skating star, whatever it is that you want to do, don't let anyone stop you from doing it. Oh, I love that. Well, geez, Yoon, thank you for sharing not only your time, but your wonderful creativity and, of course, your Korean heritage uh, within these delightful stories and a little bit about your background with us. I really appreciate it. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Yoon. And for all of you listeners out there, make sure to check out each of Yoon's books. Again, they're adults and middle grade readers, so you can have some for yourself and some for your grandchildren. And uh, your grandchildren, the ones that you share with them, they are going to thank you, too, because there will be many hours of reading pleasure and lots of adventures to share. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio. Then I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.